This episode is sponsored by Old Faithful Tattoo Studio. Located on the Suffolk Road in Cheltenham, Old Faithful Tattoo is the newest studio Cheltenham has to offer. The guys and girls at Old Faithful Tattoo are very welcoming, humble, yet highly qualified artists that are more than capable of catering to your needs. They don't actually have a tagline yet, so I'm just going to make one up for them. Right, let me just change the music. Old Faithful Tattoo, where we put the ink in ink credible. <laughs> where we put the ink in ink credible. And the ink credible is you. <laughs> yeah, they can have that. <laughs> All right, I'm Dan, and you're listening to the Stage Fright Podcast, where we talk about mental health while working in creative industries. Today on the show, I'm talking to guitar player Oscar Reese. I think I'm one of the many, many, many people whose anxiety was developed through COVID. We start by talking about Oscar's role as a guitar teacher. You start going on that journey and then you're reliving your own journey whilst you're watching this new one yeah. unfold in front of you. We talk about the transition from one band to another. You know, all the love in the world still for... Yeah, but, that's um, great, you know, yeah. I did marry one of them as yeah, well. Yeah, you and Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we both share our experiences in that first rehearsal. We finished playing before anyone said anything. For some reason, I just went, that felt a bit fast to me. <laughs> and I was like, why the fuck did I just say that? And how the root of your anxieties can change over time. Where my anxiety kicks in is in those social pockets of time oh, okay. where I don't really know how to act or what to yeah. do or what to say. We talk about the Beatles. <laughs> don't you and find it weird when you meet someone and they go, oh, I hate the Beatles. And I try and bring in my own phrase. I'll just do it for a burger <laughs> and a pint of chips. Pint of chips? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Stage Fright Podcast. Here's Oscar Reese. You warm enough, by the way. Is it? Really I'm warm? delightfully warm, actually. Right, mate. Welcome to the pod. Thank you so much for doing this. So you're going to have a lot of editing to do because I've got a cough. Oh, sweet. That's right. Sorry, mate. Pro Tools has got a anti-cough button. Oh, does it? <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're recording now. Let's start with uh, who are you and what do you do? I'm Oscar. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone listens, going. Hello, Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm a, a musician, guitarist, educator. Yeah. That makes me sound like a posh twat, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, teacher. Do you enjoy the teaching? Because I always forget you're, you're a guitar teacher. I love it. Do you? It took me ages to realise that. Not yeah. in a bad way, mm. because I always thought that t teaching was always sort of like something I had to do to keep myself in music. Oh, okay, yeah. But then I actually started to get really invested in some of my students' journeys, like oh, even just yeah. the grade, you know, mm. when you're, when, you know, grade one, grade two, whatever. But when, when you get a student that goes through grade eight mm. and you're like, that is some serious achievement. Yeah. I mean, or they all are. They all are because it's all subjective, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when you've got a 10-year-old doing his grade one, or their grade one, I should say, yeah. or, or, you know, an 18-year-old doing their grade eight. Yeah. It's the same. It's, it's exactly the same. The same. Yeah. And I, I started to get really invested in those sorts of things. And then, and then you start going, okay, well, actually, achievements can be anything, can't they? Mm. Whether it's learning a D chord yeah or learning this solo to jump everyone's got the same sort of journey when they're learning because as long as they've learned something they've done it they've done the thing they yeah they wanted to do yeah. whether it's, it's ticking a box isn't yeah. it and then you go all right well what's the next cool, one what's next let's, let's learn d minor next. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah yeah i've got this one girl that i teach and she's 11 and she turns up every week she's got a drumsticks in her hand she runs in she's like i want to i want to learn basket case by green day and you're like i don't 
know how you even know Barsky yeah. Case by Green yeah. Day, but yeah. amazing. It's just the excitement in there. It's uh, great. It's it's amazing. And and do you know what I I find it infectious. Mm. You know, and I and I I see I see enthusiasm yeah. like that, and and I go. I was like that. Mm. And then you get the whole nostalgia thing. And of course, nostalgia yeah. in music is huge, isn't it? Yeah. And you start going on that journey and then you're reliving your own journey whilst you're watching this new one yeah. unfold in front of you. And it's great. Do you learn while you're teaching as well? Do you learn things? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in fact, almost always I'm doing that because <laughs> I spend so much time doing it. Mm. I don't often have time to do serious amounts of prep. Mm-hmm. You know, so lots of the time it's, okay, I'll find something that, that can be done over a period of time, like a grade or, yeah. you know, sort of conceptual stuff like the modes or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. I love it when someone says that to me because I go, great, that's six months of lesson planning. I don't need to do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> they want to learn all the scales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to learn every scale. Great. Great, you'll use about three of them. <laughs> yeah, you will. You literally will. You literally will. And then that one time that you need to use the harmonic minor scale, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll be like, "Yes, I've done my homework." <laughs> you also play in bands. Yep. Why I kind of wanted to talk to you is because you had your band One Last Thrill, mm-hmm. and then you joined Gallo Circus. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like? Um, Are you still doing One Last Thrill? No. That's been that's, disbanded. That's, that has come to an end. Has it? Well, yeah, for now, maybe, okay. probably. Why, why is that? <laughs> was it the same thing, Kids Can't Fly, because other people had other jobs and someone it was to have that, a kid? And... I think it was mostly that. But the other thing is, as well, I think we kind of outgrew it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we started One Last Thrill, we were all very young, mm. very young, you know, school. Yeah. It started as a school band. And it kind of materialised into something that we all became very fond of and very dedicated to. Mm. But then obviously, the older you get, your priorities change and things like that. And it just become harder to juggle amongst all the other things that you have to juggle mm. in your life. You know, Steph dove headfirst into work. Uh, I mean, and we were both at uni as well, so there was that gap. I, I think I was always the one that didn't have something else. You know, Josh had his pop punk project, Everyone Lies. Gareth had a solo thing. Steph had work. I still needed to scratch that itch. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, So for me, I still wanted to go off and write and tour and do all that stuff. Not that the others didn't. I don't think Steph was particularly fond of doing that any longer. So when the opportunity came up to sort of start working with Gallo Circus, I basically jumped in with two feet. Mm. And it was it was a Facebook post that I'd seen and they'd uh, they'd lost their guitarist. So I kind of got in touch and they never got back to me, bastards. Okay. So that you take that as a no straight away. <laughs> well, yeah, and because the, the next thing I saw was the gigs that they'd, they, they were looking for a stand-in and those gigs had then been and gone. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's fine, you know. I'd imagine they probably had loads of people want to get in touch anyway. So that was that. And then I got a message uh, on Facebook one day just saying, oh, hey, man, I'm oh, so sorry we missed the message. We're actually looking for somebody full time now. Uh, if you're interested in coming down and, and having a jam, we'd be, we, you know, interested. Where are they based? Kent. Okay. Based out in Kent. Uh, and, I, and at that point, one last story would still not come to an end. Mm-hmm. It was, I could see it ending. Yeah. But it hadn't come to an end. And at that point, I was like, oh, I don't know. Was it hard telling the, the guys? 
and no, I just did it. You just did it. I just did it because I had nothing to lose. Yeah, really, by going down there and and auditioning, and you know, if it if it never worked out, then it never worked out. Yeah, it just did work out. Yeah, <laughs> but that was that was again. You know, there was a, an audition. There was a couple of gigs. There was some hangout time. You know, mm. it's quite a process. Yeah. When you join in an already quite kind of made thing. Yeah. Are you quite an anxious person? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Uh, imposter syndrome yeah. kicked me straight in the teeth. So and all... not just that, I also felt bad, but I felt like I was cheating. Yeah. You know, I was cheating on my baby, my, my the, the band I'd been in for, yeah. for so long. But I ultimately I had to just make a decision and say, okay, yeah, if if I'm going to do it, then I'm going to learn how to juggle them, mm. or I can see one last all coming to an end soon, so that might happen. Yeah, and yeah, it did. But did, yeah. did it make it easier that the other guys have got their projects as well, or did, was there a little bit of resentment well, from me from from them going? I never, I never to... got that. Cool. I never got that. And why no. would you? Because you're all mates. You've yeah. been mates since yeah. school. So yeah, like yeah. best mates, and still yeah. are. You know, I've been chatting to Josh recently because he's been on tour with everyone else yeah and i've been sort of saying oh it looks great you know yeah. you know chatting and so yeah like absolutely you know all the love in the world still for, for yeah that's friend. great I, yeah. I did marry one of them as yeah. well yeah, Steph's my wife. you and gareth yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you you get the message from gallo circus and then you you're walking in to your first rehearsal was it a rehearsal with them or like a jam session with them first? i they asked me to learn three songs oh uh, no yeah they asked me to learn, learn three songs i think i learned five mm-hmm. always over prepared oh yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> always 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 there you so go what, there's what, a tip there's a tip always over prepared yeah i think drew said in his episode he was like you can never be too prepared no I was like, that's so fucking true no. um so what was it like going into that and meeting the guys first time and plugging in your guitar and going right this is this is going to go one or two ways it was nerve-wracking as hell <laughs> yeah. because it's like it, nobody likes being the new kid at school no, no nobody likes being the new kid at school you know everyone's looking at you, what the fuck are you here for you know and you'll never really settle <laughs> until there's another new kid and you go cool i'm not the new kid. well anymore. well there's another story oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we'll get to that yeah so yeah join joining that and 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 then being down there with those guys and the, the the rehearsal went great i think it was like two hours or something like that we were there mm. and we jammed and they were like have you got any riffs you yeah. know and we jammed some some stuff completely off the cuff um and you know i i felt the vibe was great the, the guys were awesome and ian the the singer is one of the most naturally gifted frontmen i think he, i've i've ever seen the, the videos i've seen he's pretty charismatic yeah yeah. yeah, and honestly, like, just such a great singer. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, just being in the room and going, he sounds like the record. Yeah, great. He sounds like the record. That's awesome. When he sings, it's ridiculous. Are you the only guitar player? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. all that. All well, I was, I was used you. to that territory because one last throw, I was the only guitar yeah, player. Yeah, true, yeah. Didn't Gareth play guitar and then he, he did. moved to bass? So in the, in the early days, yeah, we had, we had a bass player and Gareth played guitar. Yeah. When our bass player left, the solution then was, oh, Gareth, you play bass. Yeah. And he did. Honestly, he loves it. He, he absolutely loves it. all his stuff. All his, I think he had like an, he had like an orange 4x12 cab and yeah. a rockerverb head and, you know, a load of pedals and guitars and all that stuff. And he went out, sold all that, bought a P bass, bought an Ashdown rig. And, oh, and I, I was like, fair play, mate. Yeah. I will, I will 
have... Again, he jumped in with two feet. Like, he just He did, he yeah. Just and for there. that, I have tremendous respect. Yeah. Because he could have turned around and gone, well, I've spent all this money on yeah. this nice orange head. And he made me walk through the streets of Brighton carrying a Marshall Plexi head or something <laughs> that he was chopping in for a base head or something yeah. like that. I, I can't remember the story. And we walked for miles through uh, Brighton. No, Brighton? Yeah, it is Brighton, isn't it? Brighton's Gack. got Gack, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's in those windy fucking oh streets as well, isn't it? Oh my God, what a fucking joke that was. <laughs> Never forgive him for that. <laughs> so you're in the room with, with Gallo Circus. How does that first song run through go? Pretty crap. Was it? <laughs> nah, it probably wasn't. But, you know, shaky fingers. Yeah. Making sure you've got it right. You know, afterwards it was like, okay, all right, first song done. Yeah. Next song. And the guys are like, yeah, that was great, man. You know, really, yeah. they're honestly lovely guys, lovely guys. I remember when I joined Kids Can't Fly and we ran through a song. We ran, ran through a song called Heartstrong. That was the first song I ever played with them. And uh, we finished playing. And before anyone said anything, for some reason, I just went, that felt a bit fast to me. <laughs> and I was like, why the fuck did I just say that? And I was like, oh shit, I've blown it. I've fucked it up. Yeah, it felt a bit fast to me. And Robin looked at me and he was like, really? Yeah, from like the record. I, like, think, oh, okay. I think, I would love that. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. yeah. Because I, I think like if you've got, you know, the courage on your first day hmm. to be critical, not critical in a bad way, but like critical for the for the bigger picture and for the overall sound of everybody. Because, yeah. you know, it's not just you, it's everybody. Yeah. Isn't it? you know? yeah. I think if you've got the courage to do that, even if you get shot down, yeah. Even if you're like, no, that's how we do it. Yeah. Then then fine. Yeah, then you've, fair play. You've, you know. sh you've shot your shot. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music for advert free, higher quality and early access to the Stage Fright podcast. I'm enjoying this coffee, mate. I've got to say. Mate, I've been known to have a good old coffee in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, uh, it's grind. You get them in London. Brick Lane. It's not. It's not an advert for fucking grind coffee. This podcast is sponsored by. This, this podcast is sponsored by. Yeah, as well as Gallo Circus, which is like more rock kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, you've got yeah. the. Is it sort of Irish trad sort of stuff with the Electric Eden? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I've been on Electric Eden duty this weekend. Oh yeah, you just got back from a gig yeah. last night, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, this weekend we did Friday and Saturday. It's quite a quite a common thing we'll do. What are you like before gigs? Are you do you get stage fright? Um, no. Okay. No. Where my anxiety kicks in is during the breaks. During the breaks? Or afterwards. Oh, okay. With Electric Eden, that, that will be mainly mainly function things mm -hmm. function stuff and then summertime we'll do we'll do the folk festivals and stuff like that yeah. you know we do do original stuff in that band but we kind of merge it into the the irishy stuff so they kind yeah. of it doesn't you don't really know yeah you know and yeah for anyone listening it's like it's a three piece isn't it it's a violin player yeah yeah so we've got Matt, fiddle violin fiddle um and double uh, bass he'll he'll do a sort of guitar song every once in a while okay. and uh al on kind of a double bass right he's got like this upright acoustic takamini yeah bass thing <laughs> make of that what you wish <laughs> i love the how sure you are by saying the word thing at the end of it <laughs> the reason why i say thing is because it, it, if you look at it it's the size of an acoustic bass but it's flat wound fretless yeah 
upright and it's got one of those big sticks out of the ass of it. Oh, okay. Like oh, a, right. You know. Like a cello. Yeah. Like a yeah. cello would. All right. So when you say um, your anxieties come in the break, is that you kind of overthinking what you've just played or what you're about to play? No, it's got nothing to do with my with what I play. Because for play. anyone listening, Oscar is an incredible <laughs> guitar player. So I, I want to know why... Because you know you're a good guitar player, don't you? <laughs> I'm going to edit this bit so you like an ass. So you just go, yeah, <laughs> straight away. Um, but you know you're good. Like, I know I'm good at board games. <laughs> I always win. I always win. Um, so that that right there, that's when I go... Uh, yeah, I start kind of. It's recoil, the same feeling as recoiling, if, and you know, as I'm, if like you're, you're doing a family thing, and someone goes, "Oh, Oscar, go get your, your guitar and play us a song." And you're oh, like, yeah, uh, I'll say no, no, I'll say no, 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 no. no. Um, I play the guitar, and it pays the bills. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, yeah. So I, it's got nothing to do with with the playing or anything like that. It's the whole kind of social thing. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's really, really weird. Because you've, you've spoken quite a lot about your morning anxiety and things yeah. like that. And I don't get that. I usually just go, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. Um, where my anxiety kicks in, it's, it's in those social little pockets of time. Oh, okay. Well, I don't really know how to act or what to yeah. do or what to say. Is this so, when you're networking with new people as well and you're trying yeah, to yeah. I, big I yourself up or whatever? Yeah. Oh, mm. I can't do that yeah. at all. I can't do that at all. I always have know. to make a little joke about myself. Like That's exactly how thing. I do it. Yeah. It's exactly how I do it. And I can't, I can't do anything serious mm. because it's, oh, I don't know, it just sort of... It feels like you're going, yeah, well, if you want to hire me... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You get the best of all the worlds. Yeah. And you're like, what? No. <laughs> there was one time I met through James. We meet some incredible people. And uh, backstage at Carfest once, I met Rick Astley, right? And nice. he, he said to me, he was like, oh, I loved your um, keyboard playing. Like, you're a really good, good keyboard player. And I couldn't just go, oh, thank you, mate. I had to go, oh, mate, all I do really is I just press the demo button. Like, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. I just made yeah. a little joke about that. And he laughed and then walked off. And I was like, I could have turned that into a nice little networking thing. But I was like, I'd have felt like a dick going, oh, you know, I said, I said, thank you. That's a really nice thing to say. But I had, I had to, I felt like I had to make a joke yeah. out of it. Yeah. I had to yeah. turn it into a joke. Yeah. And you do, you get that, don't you? You get people coming up to you saying, oh, I loved your playing or I loved, mm. oh, you, you guys sounded great. Or, you know, that was, that was really, really good. You guys were amazing. And you just go, thanks. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't go, oh, I know. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. That was <laughs> cracking, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you see me? Did you see me? Yeah. I fucking smashed that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Because then they'll go, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I don't know what the best way to answer that is. It obviously but, say thank you and it's I much appreciated. I think that is the best yeah. way. I think just, ah, you know. Thank you, yeah. I, There's... I just press the demo button, or yeah, yeah. Look, I've got pedals on the floor there. Just one of those is the talent button. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, a good one. You see that one that says the talent button there? I just press that. <laughs> I, I, or I just sort of put it over on, you know, because what Matt does in in Electric Eden, he sings, he plays fiddle, and he stomps on a kick drum. So coordinating all of that, remembering lyrics and remembering how yeah. to play all the fiddle parts, because they're all really intricate. Yeah. So I just say, oh, we just follow him. Yeah, yeah. Put put it all on we him. We just we just follow him. You know, he does he does all the hard work. Yeah. You know. So both me and Al 
who were constantly taking the piss out of him behind his back <laughs> on the other side, you know. <laughs> honestly so we've had some last night al made me laugh so much i had a coffin fit during a song oh really yeah he honestly (laughs) he just has this way of doing that yeah and making you laugh so much that it physically and that's that's all down to the connection on stage yeah that unless you're a musician you won't know what that is like a little look like i know a little look from elliot and I know he's found something funny. Yeah, yeah. Or he's, he's there's about a bond to do something. that you develop with people when you're playing music with them. Mm. That's like like nothing no else. Other. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. It must be yeah. probably not as extreme, but similar to when people are in the army and they have that brotherhood. I was just about to say yeah. that. It could be that. I was just about to say that. Steph's, Steph's dad was in the army. He did. He was in the RMP for 22 years. Oh wow! And he's got friends all over the world. Yeah, like Different- proper. Different corners Friends. of the world. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to meet some of them mm-hmm. as well. And when you see the two of them together, it's it's like they've they've never been apart. Oh wow! It's amazing to see. That's great. It's amazing to see. Because I don't see much of of my mates. No, I think the older the older you get, the less you kind of see hang out with your mates, don't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. But when me and Elliot hang out, it or my mate Will, who I I rarely text mm-hmm. my mate will mm-hmm. um i don't know if he listens to this but again if i, I will 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 <laughs> <laughs> um but when when we hang out it's like we saw each other two days before yeah. and it's yeah. totally normal and that's that's sort of those are the friendships you can't take for granted no not at all and i i think they are important to like living a quality life i think mm. if you've got that connection with someone then that's a reason to live another day mm. do you know what i mean that's yeah. really really deep isn't it but yeah i think if if there's one person one just one that you can be like that with then you win yeah yeah 100 and if you've got more then well, you know. and you're winning even yeah more. absolutely can i have one yeah <laughs> <laughs> now i've got will and elliot yeah will, will, will and elliot will, will. lads Do you songwrite? I do, yeah. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, love it. What's that feeling like when you've written a song, you've put your heart and soul into it, and then because I know what this feeling is like, and then you go to the rest of the band, here's my song idea, by the way, and then you send it <laughs> off and you don't hear anything back for ages, and you're like, um, why haven't they replied? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, How did it work with One Last Thrill, say? Uh, I would... I was mainly the music... Mm-hmm. arranger mm-hmm. writer and i would demo things on on my phone mm-hmm. or i would be sat at my laptop you know my my little home studio and i would you know record something you know mm-hmm. slightly better quality you know whatever way it would, would would come to me yeah and i would try and turn that into a full arrangement yeah i wouldn't just send over a riff no here's a riff check this riff out <laughs> yeah unless someone's got the ability to hear like if you send over a riff it just goes and then that was the riff i that was like, oh, wicked well, i nicked it well, i'm writing that down but unless you've got other band members that can hear the they can hear the whole arrangement just sending over a riff is nothing yeah you may as well send yeah. over a fart yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may as well just sing it yeah, into, yeah like yeah. you've just done no one nick that guys i've got this riff it goes have you ever had a song someone say no it's not good enough loads yeah we would work for hours and hours and days and weeks 
and we'd get really drunk trying to get that one trying song to get right. that one song and then we'd go this sucks yeah and that this is, is actually shit yeah that's the mark <laughs> of a true artist yeah. if you can look at your own work and go it's not good enough let's yeah. let's re- let's scrap it scrap it and then other songs would come together in 10 minutes yeah you know and some of your best songs come together yeah. in under 10 minutes yeah, it's, yeah. It, there was no rhyme or reason you know we'd work for months on one song and we'd get it to where we want it to be mm. or we'd work for 10 minutes on a song and we'd know that ain't gonna that ain't mm. gonna cut it we'll put yeah. that we'll put that in the bin straight away and you need to know that you, as any form of art you need to know that i worked with this girl once that she'd write lyrics and that was it as soon as she'd written them that's it she would never change them and she's like no that's the song and you're like oh actually if you change this word here to rhymes with what the word before was so it kind of works better and she's like nah nah no, nah, this, this, this is this that's is this is it it's done now and you're like yeah oh Oh, no, oh, we um, we we were never like that. We were never too precious about anything. Great. And it's like that in Gallo Circus now, actually, as well. Cool. How does the writing work, mm. work in Gallo Circus? Because you've joined the band. Yeah. Have you so turned up? Largely and gone? the same, actually, which was great because I'd done that before. Yeah. So in one last thrill, Gareth would take charge of all the lyrics. And oh, then cool. Be- between Steph and Gareth, they would work on rephrasing, working in Steph's the melodies. Because Steph's the singer. Yeah. Gareth is the bass player. <clears throat> And singers can be quite precious with their lyrics, so it's quite nice mm-hmm. that they yeah. can work together on that. Yeah, yeah, they would they would work together on that and make sure everything kind of makes sense or is fitted to however to whoever's going to sing it. Yeah, as well. And then you know melodies. Sometimes melody works in a way where you've you've got too many or not enough syllables, hmm. so you have to kind of work on yeah. that as well. So they they would do that, and it would be on a song that I had kind yeah. of put together. And again, it would be like, oh well, what if we you know what if we made that four beat stop the two beat stop yeah. or what if we cut that second verse in half or what if we put the bridge after the first chorus instead of after the second chorus you know and we would yeah. do like arrangement things like that but the chords or the riffs or the whatever would stay the same they'd be all the they'd same be what yeah. I, whatever I'd and it's just a case of moving it around <clears throat> and fitting it so yeah that's quite a nice like well-oiled machine then because it's not you turning up and going here's the song do it exactly as i've yeah, said yeah yeah no it was never like that so with with gallo circus now what i would what I would do, because Ian lives in Kent mm-hmm. and uh, I live on the other side of London, we are just sending stuff back and forth to each other. Yeah. So again, I will try and give him a full arrangement. He will then, and, and I'll put like, uh, you know, logic drums. Yeah. Sometimes I'll put bass on there, but I'll record loads of guitar parts. I'll try and get it sounding as with all the parts that I want yeah. in there. Even if, if there's a little guitar solo in there, I'll even track a little guitar yeah. solo so he knows where it is. So that when he comes to sing, he's got a, the best picture he can possibly have yeah. of what the song's going to be. And then he'll ha- he'll either have lyrics written that he will try and fit to the song or he'll write to the song. And do you know what? Nine times out of ten, he absolutely fucking smashes it. Mm. Sometimes I can be sort of like 75% on the song. You know, I'd be like, eh, yeah, all right. I'll send it to him send anyway. anyway. And then he'll send it back and I'm like, that's killer. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. You know, it's really like good. having the most bland... Well, not the most bland food in the world, but having something that you're just like, yeah, it's all right. And then he'll come and sprinkle some magic dust, some on, magic it. dust <laughs> on it. And you're like, that's the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. But he's just called it magic dust. Yeah. <laughs> I almost don't want to know what it is in case it's Ming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. What are you like touring? Um, what are you like being on a tour? I'm lovely. 
I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm sure. It's, uh, what do you want me I to meant, say there? I meant, <laughs> I I meant say I'm an arsehole. As uh, no one likes me on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm horrible to work with. He's a great guitar player, but he's horrible to work with. <laughs> do you miss home? Yeah. Do you enjoy being on tour? Do you I enjoy do, being yeah. out? I do very much because it, I don't know. It's a headspace thing. When you're mm. on tour, that's the only thing you care about. Nothing else in the world matters. Nothing else yeah. in the world matters. I'm a rock star. Yeah. I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's the bit I'm going to cut into yeah. my question about you, guitar player. Because <laughs> you know you're a good guitar player, don't you? Yeah. I'm amazing. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, and you've got to. And you've got to perform well. You've yeah. got to kind of get into that Yeah, you headspace. do, you do. Because the other thing as well is when people are paying to come and see you, the music's not the only thing that matters as much as you want it mm. to be. It's not. You've got to put in a performance. The people, show, people, yeah. yeah. Show. But you've got to perform for them. You've got to put a show on. And this is what Ian does really, really well. Mm. He's uh, He's got the look down. You know, he's wearing his Stetson. Yeah, and he's he got looks his cool. Manchester out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm there looking like a bag of shit. <laughs> Les Paul hung around my neck and I'm trying to get the chords right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just go, yeah, it's all on him. Yeah. He does it all. But that's it. You know, it's it's it. the performance is all part of it. It's all part of it. And then yeah, and all, the, all the other stuff. The performance that, right? side of stuff, you'll only really learn by doing it. Yeah. You can't watch YouTube videos about yeah. how to stand no. live. If you want to do that thing where you want to sling the guitar around your neck and yeah. catch it, you'll only learn how to do that by doing it. Yeah, yeah. You can't watch people doing it on YouTube. And don't watch guitarist fails because they always come up and the guitar just flies <laughs> off somewhere. And they're always fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you will get early ad-free versions of the podcast in a higher quality, as well as a load of behind-the-scenes photos and audio that I've been told to say are NSFW, which I don't know what it means, but people have it on their OnlyFans account. Apparently, I, I, I don't know, I've been, I've been told that. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. You can also get the app on your phone so you can listen to my voice wherever you may be. My Patreon has a pay-what-you-can scheme where all tiers are the same. The aim of this is to have more Patreons paying the smaller fee a month and not pricing people out, which in turn will pay for the show and help it run and run until the end of time. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the show. You say you're quite an anxious person. Yeah. I never really got that from you. I always not found you like a confident person, but you were kind of just quite easy breezy with Honestly, stuff. Honestly, it's a very new thing. Is it? Yeah. I think I'm one of the many, many, many people whose anxiety was developed through COVID. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely, uh, I, at least I picked up on it more. I don't know yeah. if, it, if it developed over COVID or I became aware of it because mm -hmm. of COVID. Yeah. And you know, the whole mental health awareness thing, it's just become a very, very talked about yeah. topic, certainly since COVID. Yeah. Uh, or more so since COVID. And I don't know if through having those conversations and listening to other people speak about it, I've gone, oh, yeah, I do a bit of that, actually. Yeah, that, you know, that's me mm. a little bit there. Or if the lack of human interaction that happened over those two years just kind of made me forget how to act in social situations. Yeah. Me and Elliot were the same. Me and Elliot were quite sociable people. Elliot loved having people around his flat. Um, he was always like having like, not parties, but he'd always have gatherings at his house. And then... Mm. 
he just sort of one day he was like, oh, I don't, I don't really like doing that that much anymore. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, really? I thought you loved having people over. And he was like, no, I just didn't. And then I, I kind of, the same. I'm always, I have this anxiety of when I have people over, I always worry, are they, are they having fun? Are they yeah. having fun in my house? Like yeah. I always feel like I've got got to entertain. Or when there's people come to the studio, not to work or just like if someone just comes over, just like my dad to come over to have a coffee or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is he is he bored? Is it you know? Which is funny because like your dad is a person you should never think that about. Yeah, yeah. Like, as if my dad's if gonna be sat here. You're bored. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. That's certainly the sort of person, the sort of person that. That you should be like, well, if, if you don't want to be here, yeah, go, 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 go. Haven't you like, got a job? You like, don't have to be here, you know. But yeah, if like, I get it when, like, what you're saying with with Elliot, if if you've put a night on, mm. you know, if you're if you're having people around, there's that obligation to host, isn't there? Yeah, you know, you can't just be the dude that sits there in front of the telly with yeah. his beer and just got, <laughs> yeah. yells at the telly every so often. Yeah, you do have to make sure other people are you know, are comfortable, mm. you know, they know they can help themselves if they want to help yeah. themselves, but you might have to offer you know, yeah. you know, all that stuff. All that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of got worse for me, like you say, over, over COVID. Yeah, for me, for me, it was, it was definitely, like I was saying, like, uh, one of the two. Yeah. I, I don't know which one. But, do, you, um, do you know when your anxieties are kind of flaring up? Do you know what exacerbates oh, yeah. them? So if, if I'm in the car and there's traffic and I'm late, Ah, late, oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah. I hate being late. Yeah. I'd rather drive two hours out the way to go round the traffic yeah. to keep driving than yeah. to sit for two hours in traffic. Yeah, like, knowing that you're not moving. Yeah, yeah. knowing you're not moving, yeah. yeah. That will um, absolutely set my anxiety off. But then... And what happens? Do you go quiet? Do you get angry? I Do start... You... I, yeah, I will go very quiet and very reserved, but inside, I'm like a raging pit Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And I don't know if that maybe because of my because of the contrast there, I'm trying to stop the pit bull from coming yeah. out, you know. Because you don't want to be a, a stereotypical English driver that's yeah. lovely yeah. when you're in the street. Mm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when you're in the car, you fucking yeah, what? You fucking, fucking dickhead. dickhead. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then other times I've noticed that I really hate standing waiting for things oh really i don't know what to do like in the bank or in a shop i just yeah yeah or i don't like it when people are too close you know if i'm looking at the the carrots in sainsbury's and someone else wants to look in the carrots and says i'm like can you fuck off i'm looking at the carrots here like can you wait and look at the carrots after me yeah because i want to choose my carrots i always find when i go into supermarkets now if i can't find something i'm looking for i just go to wherever there's two people stood in the way and i go they're probably there because everyone's always (laughs) seems to be in my way so i'm just going oh yeah there they are that's what (laughs) i need yeah and then other things like um go oh at the bar standing at the bar yeah i i can't do that i can't go i like take my card I'll buy around, but you'll have to go. You have to go do it. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Like I can't. I also the other thing I I don't like doing is I don't like to be the first to walk into somewhere. Oh really? Like if I if I get to the to a gig and I'm first there, I'll wait till the others are there. Oh really? We'll go in together. I won't. I won't be the first one walking in. I'll be at the back. What are you scared of? Falling over. (laughs) Falling over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's that. That's that's one of the big questions of anxiety, isn't it? Yeah, I ain't got all the fucking answers. No, no I don't idea know. why. I don't know why I'm like that. I don't know what I feel. Mm. I just know that that is what's setting my anxiety yeah. off. Would you ever go to the cinema on your own? Fuck no. <laughs> no, I will watch 
the same film I watch all the time on Netflix because I know I can sit at home yeah. and do it there. I'm not a huge fan of the cinema, but um, I think, again, it's that thing of like... I love it, though. I do like going to the cinema. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't been for years. And it's that thing of people go to the cinema to eat and I'm sat there watching a film and you just hear like... All around and I'm like, oh, fuck, shut yep. up. Shut yep. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That will, that will, that's the pit bull. Is it? The pit bull is, is there in <laughs> inside me and it just, it just, it just wants to erupt. Going back you know? to you don't like waiting for stuff. <laughs> Do you reckon that's why? bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've steak and chips, please. But do you mind serving it right now? Yeah, yeah can I have it right here? <laughs> yeah, so going back to to you not liking, liking waiting for stuff, do you think that's why you don't like the break in between sets? Because you're exactly then waiting. Why. You're I've waiting for the that, actually. But yeah, that's exactly why. Because then you're waiting. I'd rather just play for three and a half hours and get it over. And just keep going. Yeah. yeah. People, I know people that are really precious about their breaks and stuff like that, but I would rather just... Go and go and go. I could play all night. It's singers, isn't it? They need a, they yeah. need a little break. Assholes. I know. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the one you're married to. Oh, well. <laughs> she can be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out. Love you, darling. Is she supportive of your oh, career? Yeah. She gets it. Yeah. 100%. That's because she's a musician herself. Exactly that. Um, You don't have to be a musician to get it. No. Obviously. But she gets it. She supports me 100%. 100%. She knows that if you're going to be back at 3am one morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I could not be more grateful. That's awesome. I could not be more grateful because it's my job. Yeah. I have to have the support behind me. If, If, you know, all she asks is that. I just communicate these things. Yeah. Sometimes I get it wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and it's just, that's just it. It's just really clear and concise communication. I've got a gig this day. I'll yeah. probably be home late. Mm. I don't know when, but the support at home means the absolute world. Yeah. It's, it's, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for more, honestly. And that's the main, one of the, the main things with working in a creative industry. You do need the people around you to be supportive like my parents are super supportive my wife's super supportive my friends are super supportive i mean he won't listen to this but was not really that supportive he once said to me (laughs) he once said i don't know if i brought this up in another podcast but he was like like this music thing is not going to do much um you never know you could be the best bank manager in the world and i was like no i can't I won't yes. because I'm not interested but in that. But that sounds fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds fucking dull. <laughs> but I know I'd never be the best bank manager in the world because I don't have the passion to be a bank manager. I'm also really shit with money. I'm also really <laughs> shit with money, yeah. Mate, Black Friday, fuck. <laughs> I, n- I don't even know what Black Friday is, mate. Sounds like a cult. Yeah, it does sound like a cult, doesn't it? Black yeah. Friday. <laughs> it's like a thing, all the shops come together and they do it. Everyone does like a massive sale. Like I've got but a load what, of plugins and stuff. When is it? Why does it everyone was, know when Black Friday is? I always forget. And then someone will go, it's Black Friday next it's week. Like, it's, like, it's like Shrove Tuesday. Yeah. Why no. does that just pop up randomly <laughs> yeah. every so often? Yeah. It's like everybody. And when know, the clocks go back and forward, no one really knows when yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's like a weird cult of people that have decided when that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, let's make that Friday Black Friday. I think it was an American Why? thing. When? Fuck knows. When did, was, how do they make that decision? And it's quite close to Christmas as well, which is convenient. Quite convenient. Mm-hmm. 
How did you get into music from a very early age? Very early age. So my dad. Yeah. Obviously, you know, um, for anyone that doesn't know, my dad is a guitarist, yeah. guitar teacher as well. And the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, yeah. I guess. So dad owns Stringbroker's Music Shop as well yeah. in Andover. A little plug there. Go and buy your strings. Yeah. We've played gigs with him for No Can we Do. We've yeah. done that. Yeah, we have. So one thing I will say, it was never forced upon me. He yeah, never put cool. the guitar in my hands. Yeah. I took it out of his hands. Yeah. It was that. He, I'm pretty know, sure he, he said he, once that you've actually nicked a couple of his guitars. <laughs> we like to call it rehomed. <laughs> so something about a Telecaster that... <laughs> yeah, it's a vintage Telecaster. It's a cracking guitar, that one. It's definitely mine now. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's your Christmas. That's your Christmas and birthday for the yeah. next 10 years sorted. Yeah. But yeah, so um, it was never forced upon you. Never. It was never, have you done your practice this week? Mm. It was never, oh, you should pick the guitar up. You should do yeah. this. You 10 should minutes do a day. 10 yeah. minutes a day. Never. Great. Never. Because there's fact, nothing more off-putting to a kid than yeah, yeah. getting them to In fact, if, if I'd not gravitated towards it, I dare to think I would never have picked it up. Mm. You know, it yeah. was never made a chore. It was just always what I wanted to do. Yeah. Because it was always... I'd always seen it being really cool, you know. I'd, I'd go and see Dad play, yeah, wherever it was he was playing. In fact, some of my earliest memories are at the Wayhill Fair Beer Festival. Oh, really? Do you remember those? Yeah, big old, I remember those. lovely. Oh, I used to love those. They were brilliant. And you get the hog roast and all that. Like, yeah, Burbage's Burbage's Bakery. <laughs> yeah. This podcast, this podcast, is <laughs> Burbage's Bakery. Yeah, so it was just always there was always guitars around mm. everywhere you looked. There was a guitar, and it was what was interesting to me. So I picked it up, and then was your dad the only musician in the family at that time? My oldest brother plays a bit. Yeah. Apparently, my grandparents on on my dad's side had music in them some somehow, but they died really early on. Mm. Uh, I didn't really didn't really get a lot of time with them. So yeah, honestly, my music is playing wise is hundred percent my dad. Mm. Listening wise, I think I actually get more from my mum. Oh really? Yeah, my I've got early memories of being in the car with my mum listening to uh, a best of the Kinks oh, cool. cassette. Yeah, she had Dangerous by Michael Jackson. Oh, great record. Uh, she had. Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. No idea why she had that, but I found out a lot later on that she actually always quite liked that album. Cool. I always thought it was a little bit weird. Like, Mum, this is actually cool music. <laughs> this isn't Robert Palmer. <laughs> Robert Palmer is cool, by the way. Yeah. Sorry to any Robert Palmers that are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put a disclaimer at the top. This podcast mentions because <laughs> that's weird. My trigger warning. My uncle has always been into like punk. And my uncle took me to my first gig to see the Damned. Oh, at, yeah. Um, Salisbury Art Centre or whatever it is the one nice. in, in the middle of the town. But my dad has always been into reggae. He loves reggae music, and my mum was. It was like Francis Black and Celine nice. Dion and that kind of stuff. I mean, artists that I love now. Yeah, yeah. But when you're a kid, I just want to listen to. Oh yeah, Brindo, like. yeah, and I think I think that's why I gravitated towards that Guns N' Roses cassette mm. because I appreciate Michael Jackson and the Kinks now, mm. and looking back, I know that I liked it then as well. I just maybe didn't want to admit it. Yeah, but now yeah. I'm like, absolutely, the Kinks. Yeah, great band. Yeah, and I think that then stemmed into my love for the Beatles as well, and yeah. 
the Stones. Don't you find it weird when you meet someone and they go, oh, I hate the Beatles? And you're like, why? That's like saying you you hate apples or something. It's it's almost (laughs) offensive. (laughs) It's almost offensive. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get into debates with people on why they should like something because that's yeah, obviously yeah. unacceptable isn't yeah. it it's weird isn't yeah. it? it's weird when someone goes oh, it's the Beatles. like dave allen he'll probably be listening to this yeah, dave dave <laughs> why do you, know do you hate the beatles do you know what he was the first person that came into <laughs> my <laughs> mind when you said do you think it's weird when people say they don't like the beatles yeah dave allen <laughs> <laughs> sorry dave dave <laughs> I love you to bits, mate. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're doing well. When people go, oh, the Beatles or the Stones? Well, the Beatles. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> Always. Although, love the Stones as well, you know. I've got to say. I've got to say. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm completely weirded out by it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> put it this way. Beatles have just had a number one. Have they just got number one? If you're dead and you're still getting a number one record, (laughs) your music must be good. Yeah. (laughs) If you're dead and you're still getting number ones, then you're not shit. Yeah. Has your mental health and anxieties ever stopped you doing a job? Ever you've ever gone actually? That's I can't a good do this. question. And do you know what? So I did ten weeks of CBT therapy. Okay. Uh, some time ago, and um, that was the last question that oh, I don't want to say my therapist because that sounds a bit weird, but the person who I was speaking to. Yeah. That's the last thing she asked me. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. Because at the end Great. of the day, I've always been able to separate that world that world of anxiousness yeah. from work that's good that's a good I've skill i've got to a have. job to do at the end yeah. of the day it might make me feel horrendous it might really really hurt and it might take a lot of effort and it might make me feel really tired yeah. and fed up and drained burnout is a very real thing for yeah. me at the moment yeah but it's never stopped me from doing my job that's great I, I can relate to that, like, if you're going for a shit time, but I've still got to come in here and mix a song for yeah, someone. Yeah. I'll be mixing the song, but yeah. and I'll be thinking, fuck, I need to sort out that thing. Like, yeah. I need to do this, this, this. But I'll still be giving my all to yeah. the, the job. Before I went self-employed, I won't mention any names, but I worked for a company. Instead of music, teaching, mm-hmm. but I felt incredibly undervalued. Yeah. Under fucking paid. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's music, mate. Yeah. Um, and I was doing a lot more for them than they were doing for me. Okay, yeah. And I was miserable. Yeah. Know, really, think. really miserable. Uh, it was, it was you know, regular. It was a salary as well. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's like golden for a, mm. for a musician. Mm. What, a salary? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was only, I thought that was a vegetable. That's for bank managers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I decided, and it was just before Steph and I got married mm-hmm. as well. I was thinking, right, getting married, that's the start of the rest of my life. Yeah. I want to be happy. Yeah. I don't want to go and get married and then go back to this job. Yeah. That is making me feel. Undervalued. All, yeah. all of that horrible stuff. So I thought, do you know what? Fuck them. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. So we got married. 
which is funny because I'd, I'd left at the, the Easter holidays, start of the Easter holidays, mm-hmm. and Steph and I got married just uh, on the Thursday before Good Friday. Okay. So I was technically unemployed. <laughs> we made a joke about yeah. that. We made a joke about that. Um, <clears throat> uh, and so when, when we got married, it was like, right, there you go. Start of the tax year as well. Yeah. Timed it all right. And uh, it's, it's been hard, as yeah. you would know. Yeah. But I've, I've never looked back since. And I think one of the, the things that has, has kept me driving forward is that it's me. It's all me. Yeah. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, there's, you know, ups and downs, whatever. You get that everywhere, don't you? You know, I'm not special, mm. but it's all for me. Yeah. And I love that. And you you have that feeling, I have it when I, sometimes when I come through the door here and I'm like, oh shit, this is... This is if, yours. If, if this wasn't, this isn't someone owning this and then I'm working for them, I'm... This is all yours, mate. I'm working for me. And it looks fucking sick in here. Oh, thanks, and mate. And it is fucking sick in here. That's right, and I've messaged you before saying, you're fucking killing it. Yeah, mate. Thanks for that. Those, you are. those are really nice Look messages to receive. Those those are the kind of messages that like just perk up your day and just go, oh fuck yeah, like yeah. You should change right. that sign, by the way, to Dan. I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dan, I'm all right. Yeah. Dan, <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> Dan. When I, I I when I put that up, I made this. I've got one of those like, what are they called? The light box signs. I guess they're yeah. called. Yeah. Um. And I put it up and it says, all right, I'm down on it. But I spelt it wrong. I, I didn't put the R in all right. So it just said, all right, I'm Dan. <laughs> and I took a picture and I was about to post it online. And I was like, oh, I fucking spelt it wrong. All right, <laughs> I'm Dan. Actually, that made me laugh. About, did you see? Sorry, I'm going to chuck Mark Burford on the bus. Did you see his post? <laughs> he spelt his name wrong on the picture for his gig. Did you oh, see? Did he? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, Mark Burford, I love you, mate. That was fucking hilarious. What did he spell? How did he, he spell? He put a poster up of his gig. You know, he did that uh, intimate show. Yeah, at, great. At that the was their studio last night. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. last night. Yeah. The first pit, the first post of the thing was he put. It was like Mark Burford. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you never know now though, because I've spoken to him about things like this before. That could be a marketing thing. Because he's oh, going to yeah. get he's going to get people it's commenting on that going yeah just really nice. that could be still know. made me laugh though yeah it's funny but no Mark he probably genuinely just got his name wrong <laughs> it's just funny isn't it I love that I just think it's funny what were we talking about um has has it ever stopped you, ever stopped yeah, you has it ever stopped you doing a job and you're saying no. no it hasn't never has it ever for you. It sort of like made me put jobs off for a while. Like if I've got three guitars to set up or whatever and I'm feeling like, like I woke mm. up the other day feeling like fucking shit. I was like, I need to do those guitars today. And I was like, no, nah, I'll do them tomorrow. And I think that's fine. Cause, yeah, that's fine. Because you're not in the right headspace to do it. But You've got to do the best job you can, haven't you? I think if I was going out on stage and I was feeling the same way, I I would just get over it. I'd, I'd just focus on the gig blah 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 yeah i think there's in that situation there's too much relying on you yeah yeah isn't there if i don't turn up to do a james martin gig there's like half the songs in the set they can't play because it's yeah. key so yeah and then i'd lose the job yeah you know, yeah they just yeah. go they just get yeah some... so you have to so realism has to come into it mm. like you have to be real you have to be realistic and think i'm gonna have to get out of this little rut because yeah you know, I signed on to do this. This is my yeah, this job. Yeah, this is this, I, is, this is my job. No one's, yeah. no one's really 
apart from my mortgage company, <laughs> no one's really forcing me to do this job. Yeah. I could go out and be a postman. Bank manager. Be a bank manager. Could I could be the best bank be the manager. Bank, best bank manager in the, <laughs> the best bank manager money can buy. But it uh, wouldn't interest me. No. Because it's no. boring. Who is it? Boring. Sorry to all the bank managers and all the Robert Palmers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, who else have we upset today? Dave, Dave Allen. Allen. <laughs> Mark Weatherford. <laughs> John Lennon, we said John he was Lennon, dead. John Lennon, he's dead. Oh dear. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. What helps with your anxieties? Um, like talking about it? Are you on yes. any sort of medication or anything? I'm not like on that? medication. No. I've stopped drinking really. Yeah. Don't really. Well, it's just, I, I'll have a beer, mm-hmm. but I don't really drink no. now. I've I've had a few, last few beers i've had i've just i've not finished i've just not really enjoyed yeah. so i'm just i'm not yeah uh, i'm not really you know. we tried the alcohol free stuff yeah That's yeah I, yeah i'm down Love for it, it. Yeah. i don't know why because it's not to do with the taste i just it's an inclusion thing i think <clears throat> if you're the designated driver or you just don't want to drink or yeah whatever you don't want to sit and drink cokes all night no just, no you know fairy makes, teeth yeah, yeah. yeah. fairy teeth it's just about to say it makes your teeth yeah. go all horrible doesn't it you can have like one coke and then go cool and then you you feel like holding a bottle mm. of you know yeah zero free yeah san miguel or whatever zero alcohol san miguel but yeah i think and i think alcohol free stuff is really making a massive impact big time and a lot of people still don't get it some people i think what they're doing wrong is they're they're expecting it to be like a beer yeah yeah so just treat it as a different drink yeah treat it as a different drink and it'll be fine in fact san miguel as a beer is horrible it's gross it's horrible. Yep. But the f- alcohol-free one is actually tastes great. Like if they just made that the beer, yep. <laughs> like more people would, yep. would drink it. Yeah. Put the alcohol back into that, and you've got yourself yeah. a beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, I don't. Re- I don't really drink. I don't. I mean, I don't do drugs. I no. I can't afford them. <laughs> yeah. It's really expensive, isn't it? Yeah. I'm so shit with money. I can't afford to do drugs. <laughs> yeah. There's a. The great thing I've mentioned, <coughs> I've mentioned on the pod before, but my mate Ash sent me a picture of the new Tom DeLonge guitar and he was like, mate, you're going to get one. Oh, the Fender. Yeah, the, the Fender. Yeah. And I was like, mate, I'm a musician. I can't afford instruments. No, don't be silly. <laughs> Goodness me. It's funny when you meet people and they're like, they're not musicians, but they do play. Yeah. And they've got like the nicest gear. And you're like, fucking hell, you've got like... Yeah, I've got some students that I'm like, can I have that? Yeah, <laughs> can I have that? It's like, you know, really nice like, custom shop Les Paul or something like a... Yeah. Oh, you're like, <laughs> it just, it smells good. Yeah, Les Paul's Jonathan, always... Gibson's really always do. smell great. Whenever I have my 335 case, I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a Gibson. I remember when Anderson's did a, um, a blind test between the Epiphones and the Gibsons. He could smell the lacquer. And he could smell it. Yeah, yeah. he was like, oh, yeah, this is a Gibson, can. I can already smell it. You can. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. they do smell good. I don't know what it is. It's like that smell you get in, um, what's that shop? In Lush. <laughs> Lush, no, that gives me a headache, that shop. It's a clothing brand. Oh. Uh, I don't know clothes. Hollister. Did you ever oh, walk past the Hollister, right. Hollister yeah, shop? Yeah, No, I've, I can't recall the smell. Oh, mate, it smells incredible, and you're like, "What yeah. is that smell?" And then they started smelling yeah. this, like fra- they started selling this fragrance in there, and you're like, "Oh, that's the fragrance." And you're like, no, it's not it. They must just pump this yeah. smell out just to get people to yeah. go. Oh, oh it's like incredible. bacon in it. When yeah. you walk into a place, you go, "Oh, that smells great." But if you started spraying bacon, on <laughs> <this> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going out on a date, get bacon. When have you most felt confident in your role? 
Not bacon roll. (laughs) 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 Yeah, when have you most felt confident in your work? When you've been like, I can do this. As bad as this sounds, but all the the time. Do you? Great. I know how to do what I do. Yeah. So if somebody comes to me and says... I want to get guitar lessons. I've never played the guitar before. I know what to do. Yeah. Someone right. says, I've been playing a year on and off. I want to get more serious. I know what to do. Someone says, I've been playing for 20 years. I'm stuck in a rut of doing the same thing all the time. I know what to do. Great. That's a good place to be. That's a really good place to be. Um, yeah. And it's almost like being at a job for five years and you know what's yeah, happening. You know yeah, what to sure, do. Yeah, for sure. For once sure. You, once you've done it enough, mm. you know... When, when it comes to learning an instrument, most people are the same. Mm-hmm. Most people are the same. It's just the only thing that's different is the age. Yeah. So start off the same. Yeah. Start off the same. That's If I was teaching guitar, I don't really teach a lot, but if I was teaching guitar, that's the sort of stuff I wouldn't know. And I'd only know by doing it more. Mm. You know, mm. if a girl came to me and said, I want to learn guitar, I'm 15, I've never picked up a guitar before, I wouldn't know. Okay, uh, here's... Malmsteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, Have you I'd heard know, of Stevie I'd, Ray Vaughan? No, I'd know exactly what to do. And the other thing is as well is I, I'm very adaptable. Yeah. So very quickly, the first few lessons will go by and we'll get on to something a lot more catered to, mm-hmm. to the specific interests of that student. Yeah. You know. And then, yeah, a gig. Gig's a gig. Gig's a gig, isn't it? Yeah, with a gig, you should... By the time you get to the show, you you know what. Yeah, you're doing it, like anyway. in my experience, any sort of like worries about what you're performing. Yeah, you're like stage fright is a very real thing. You know, people can get overwhelmed by mm. the amount of people there, or the yeah. size of the venue, or just you know other, all the other things. But I often find that if you're worried about what you're playing, it's maybe down to the fact that you're slightly underprepared. Mm-hmm. Like we said at the beginning, you can never be overprepared. Yeah. Just yeah, know, and that's all it is. No, your shit. Just, make sure you've practiced. Make sure you've. It's preparation. You know. I remember when I was working at Scan. I'd well, my main job towards the end was I was sanding down all the boxes to go out on tour, right. sanding down and spraying them up. Now, it was in a spray booth, so my job was a spray booth manager. Now, spraying the boxes takes forty seconds, right? But the preparation took about two days because I had to sand wow. it all down, fill it all in, wait for that yeah. to dry, sand it all down again do an undercoat and then the actual spraying took 40 seconds and it's the same thing with playing a gig the gig's 40 minutes long that is exactly <laughs> right the gig's 40 minutes yeah that's it it's 40 minutes of your life and you've practiced for probably about six hours yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah all the bits that people don't see yeah yeah and that's it and that's it and when you say oh oh how how, how much how, oh, you know you're getting inquiries for how much for this how much do you charge for, for lessons? How much do you charge for a wedding or yeah. something like that? And you give them the fee and they go, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> and you go, yeah, it is a lot. Try and get a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a thing Sorry, my dad always I'm says about... To um, oh, you, you're... I'm starting to become John Lennon. <laughs> <coughs> Sweet, you have him number one then. Um, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, my dad always says this thing of like, you know, when bands quote for a, uh, for a wedding... And there's that old apocryphal tale where they they gave a quote and the wedding party said, oh, sorry, that's too much. And the band said, okay, we'll phone five plumbers, get them to come out on a Saturday night, and whatever they charge, we'll do it for half. Yep. <laughs> yep. And 
it's all those things that that people don't think they think they're getting three hours of entertainment, but all the prep that's gone into that. Yeah, yeah. Learning three hours worth of music. Yeah, three rehearsing, hours is a long time. Rehearsing, travel, travel far enough. Accommodation. Yeah. <laughs> food. Food. Yeah, give me some damn food. Mm. Oh, we had great food last night. Weddings are always good because they always feed you. That's always really yeah. nice. But when yeah. I've done gigs with your dad, it's, all, it's always been a wedding. Mm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Then we'll eat some food. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> Sweet. Don't even have to pay man. me. <laughs> yeah. I'll just do it for a burger and a pint of chips. A pint of chips? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have a pint of chips. <laughs> a pint of chips. That, that's a phrase. I feel like it's a common phrase, but it's not. A pint of chips. I think we should make that phrase. I think we should. <laughs> I think chips should be served in pints. <laughs> With, beer beer should be served in paper. And beer should be served in newspaper, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Mate, thank you for doing this. Like, it's been a really interesting conversation. I'm just yeah, gonna, it's been fun, man. Thanks. I'm just going to ask you the, uh, the quick fire questions. Yeah. Which you, if you're a listener of the show, which I know you are, you might know what these are but again don't think about them too much what band could phone you up now and say the gig is tonight can you do it Green Day really yeah which album in particular do you reckon Mm, anything between Dookie and American Idiot really yeah oh cool great what artist did you instantly connect with after hearing Alexis on Fire that's a good answer yeah changed me because of Dallas as well, like oh, the singing coming in, you're like, days. fucking hell, yeah. What a voice. And do you like City in Colour as well? Yeah. Yeah, City yeah. in Colour, great. I've got this question here, and then after it, I've, I've put Get Rid. Right. <laughs> One song. Is that, you... is that when we go? Is that when I leave? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ask a question, then you, then you get out. Right. One song you wish you'd written. Bloody hell. Uh, the, I know why I wanted to get rid of this. This was in the last series. Um, because everyone who answered it, they said, oh, I'd say um, Purple Rain. But then if I'd written it, it wouldn't have the same effect on me. Yeah. It's just, that's why it's a tough question. Right. Um, maybe, maybe, oh, I know. Merry Christmas, Everybody by Slade. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wish I wrote that. That's the best Christmas tune, isn't it? Yep. What advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, okay, I'm torn between something musical and something nice. Learn to read music sooner. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you read music now? Yeah. Because I um, can't at all. I'm not a sight reader. No. By any stretch. Give me a chart. Yeah, we'll be able to. Yeah, chart. Go for it. <coughs> uh, chart, to anyone listening, is, um, is sort of like the lyrics and then the chords are above those lyrics, so you just follow in yeah. what the chords um, are. But yeah, if, if I've got some dots, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, give me a minute. But I'm not sight reading that shit. I'd yeah. rather just learn it by the record yeah. and then but I, uh, yeah I think that that's a very useful tool uh, but the other thing is advice for my younger self is don't worry yeah you'll be fine don't worry too much yeah. which is yeah. my problem every day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one song uh, like I said no, let's not say song uh, one project you're proud to be a part of that's a hard question actually because if you say one thing you sort of not yeah. dissing the other things but there's got to be a moment in your life where you go, oh, fuck. So it could be, it could even be... There's been be... some gigs where I've gone, this has been a real treat. Yeah. I don't think I could pick. 
You could even say something like going self-employed. Like, yeah. I was yeah. so proud to go self-employed. Yeah, proud of that. But also everything I've done is, is, has taught me so much. Yeah. Everything I've done has taught me a lot. So, you know. So you can't from, from narrow it down. grafting away with one last thrill to getting the Gallo Circus gig to all the shitty gigs I've done mm. at Electric Eden. We've done some crap gigs before. <laughs> but <clears throat> Electric Eden don't do just crap gigs, by the way. Oh, man, um, every band has... Some of the best gigs I've ever done have been with Electric Eden. Yeah. I just, everything teaches me. Everything yeah. teaches me so much, and I'm grateful for all of it. Yeah, great. I'll put get reared after that question, then. <laughs> and uh, what have you got coming up? That's the last question. Uh, nothing for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. really. Just it's that time of year, see, seeing, seeing the year out. But then yeah. next year, Gallo Circus, uh, we, we, we are getting into an album now. Cool, great. So we will be recording maybe early next year. Are you writing it now? Yes, yes, yeah. We're, we've got quite a few tunes. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, Twenty songs or something. Writing like an that. album is a big, it's a big, it's a big thing, task. But yeah. we we <clears throat> wanted to do the big one, so we've got that. And teaching, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lots of teaching. And it, the, it is the, hard this album. time of year, isn't it? Because um, unless you're in a popular cover band that doing you know Christmas Eve and parties over Christmas yeah as a session guy all the artists you work for aren't really doing those kind of gigs no. No. you know they're kind of winding down for the end of the year and they're yep. away writing their album or whatever so you're just uh, twiddling your thumbs like yep hope some work comes in yep. <laughs> right over Christmas when everyone wants money and gets very busy this time of year great and that's yeah. it's good that you've got that to kind of keep you going that's why I do five different jobs in the music industry because when one starts dying out for the year the other one yep. kind of comes in it's quite yeah. nice yeah it's just constant juggling and plate spinning but it's the best job in the world isn't it absolutely <laughs> better than a bank manager better than being a bank manager <laughs> <laughs> mate wait, I reckon in like 10 years when I quit music and I become a bank manager I'll have a podcast about being a bank manager <laughs> about the anxieties of being a bank manager oh yeah I've just got too much money now I just don't know what to, yeah, <laughs> what to do too with. much money I've got so many guitars <laughs> yeah yeah I've got nice 17,000 pound amps yeah I've even bought the right to <laughs> the, the, to, to Slade to imagine <laughs> yeah to imagine yeah but mate thank you so much for coming in it's been nice to catch up yeah it's Um, been good man thanks for having me and for the rest of the day you've got a day off haven't you i do sweet christmas films and baileys then christmas films (laughs) and baileys in the car car. (laughs) (laughs) this podcast is sponsored by drink driving (laughs) it's it's not we're joking and the holiday and the holiday yeah all right thanks mate thanks mate That was Oscar Reese talking on the Stage Fright podcast. Go follow Oscar online. You'll find he's got a weird surname, so you'll be able to find him online. Oscar, R-E-E-S. It's like, it's Reese, but the Welsh way, apparently. I had to, I, and I only found that out when I started recording the start of this podcast. I had to send him a voice note. Hang on, let me, let me find the voice note. I had to send him this voice note, right? Mate, I've just realised, how do you say your surname? Is it Reese or Reese? Reese? Oscar Reese? There you go. That's the, that's the sort of research I get into when I do these podcasts. But mate, go check out uh, Gallo Circus as well, Oscar's new band. And I'll see you in the next one, I guess. Make sure you're following the Stage Fight podcast and all that kind of stuff. I didn't do a one-take blunder today. I'm just kind of winging this. Is it better? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All right, thank you, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.
This episode is sponsored by Old Faithful Tattoo Studio. Located on the Suffolk Road in Cheltenham, Old Faithful Tattoo is the newest studio Cheltenham has to offer. The guys and girls at Old Faithful Tattoo are very welcoming, humble, yet highly qualified artists that are more than capable of catering to your needs. They don't actually have a tagline yet, so I'm just going to make one up for them. Right, let me just change the music. Old Faithful Tattoo, where we put the ink in ink credible. <laughs> where we put the ink in ink credible. And the ink credible is you. <laughs> yeah, they can have that. <laughs>